0: I bought it for $65,000 and I've rented it pretty consistently over the last 10 years for a thousand bucks a month. It's a phenomenal return. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go.
1: Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the US. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A-Realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved. Whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals, the time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Haro Setian. Hi, Haro. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. And Haro is joining us from Greenville, South Carolina. He is the founder of the Haro Group. He found it in 2009. It's grown to 16 team members, and they closed on almost 200 transactions in 2014. He's also a real estate investor. He's got property in Greenville and also Clemson, and he speaks four languages. And He started out his career, interestingly, as a door-to-door salesman, so that certainly ties into his sales route. So With that being said, Haro, can you give the best-ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: My dad was a realtor uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid. He didn't do super well, um, but I got kind of exposed to it. He had also invested in properties when I was really young, um, which they all sold eventually. Gosh, if we had help, when they were all in the Boston area, um, I'd be a multimillionaire at this point. So, dad had been in real estate. My wife's father had also been in real estate out in Vancouver, British Columbia, for 40 years. So he had a whole career saw a lot of that uh, in the background uh, as I made the decision i I was coming off of one sales career and looking at some options at other sales careers and in the hot market of two thousand and nine decided to jump into um i had already i'd already bought some real estate some investment properties previous to that, but in the hot market of two thousand nine decided to jump in uh, to the real estate residential sales world uh, as a buyer's agent and that's where things kind of got rolling for me.
1: You started investing before you became a buyer agent, is that correct?
0: Yeah, so in, in 2004 I enrolled at Clemson. I had gotten my undergraduate degree at Clemson, um graduated in 2000. In 2004 I enrolled at Clemson to get a master's degree um <clears throat> in economics and I um I had a little bit of money, and I decided to go ahead. That's when money, you know, loans were kind of flowing freely. Um, decided to go ahead and buy a four-bedroom, two-bath uh, condo, and rent out the other three, and that covered my living expenses for the whole time I was in undergrad. Uh, excuse me, graduate school. Towards the undergraduate school, I got married, um, and subsequently bought. I maxed out my student loans used that money to go buy another <coughs> condo that my wife and I lived in, but I kept the old one um and that one since then I still own it um has never had a vacancy um and then the other one which my wife and I lived in when we first got married also about two years later we moved out of that and and still hold that and that one's never had a vacancy so those have been those have been two wins on the investing side
1: did you say you use money from student loans to buy a property? <laughs>
0: I did. I don't know. I don't know how legal that is, or if that's even possible anymore. But remember, this is like 2000, uh, 2006 when I did that. So that's, uh, that's how I got my start. Creative
1: financing, right? Yes, very creative financing. So when you bought the properties, what were your goals, and has that evolved over time?
0: You know, interestingly, those those two properties. You know, my mindset was I'm going to buy this, and I'm just going to hold on to it. You know, the first one I've had now for 11 years. Um, And other than, I mean, it's paid off now, but that, you know, I didn't really think about when and if I was going to pay that off. I just knew, gosh, if I'm going to go pay rent, well, why not figure out a way to buy it and then someone else pay my rent and I don't even have to pay rent and they're paying down the mortgage. The crazy thing about that first unit, a four two, I bought it for sixty-five thousand dollars, and I've rented it pretty consistently over the last ten years for a thousand bucks a month, um, hundred and forty-dollar HOA fees. I mean, from a return standpoint, it's a phenomenal return, and and all those properties down in Clemson, it's unique because they don't really appreciate in value. Like they pretty much have sold for the same price ever since I bought mine, but the 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 monthly cash flow is really high, so. I'll I'll take them and we just keep sitting on them.
1: What's something you learned so far in your investing experience from you know buying property, having people live in it, using certain properties to leverage up to other properties?
0: You know, I guess the the way to look at it is it's it's when I talk to new investors, um, they it, it it almost seems like there's this mental barrier between where they're at and what it takes to become an investor and have investment properties. And I think the biggest thing that occurred to me back then or that I kind of fell into was this is actually kind of easy. Um, it's just a different way of thinking about things. Um, and, and I think that would, I mean, if, if, if you need me to put more meat on those bones, I, I think I can, but it's just simple. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's, you just have to think about things a little differently.
1: What would you say is one thing that you know beginning investors who you come across and as you say might have a mental barrier would surprise them about investing in getting started
0: Well what I say is no matter the, the great thing about most of my rental properties is that of the six that I have i 've lived in three of them, um, so every po- every home i 've ever owned, I still own. Um, or I've ever bought, I still own and they're all become rental properties. So it's really, when you're buying that home, if I can catch someone on the early front end, and this is anywhere on their radar, um, I said, listen, buy your first house with the idea that this is going to be, uh, your first investment property once you move out of it. And the great thing about that is, um, you know, you're going to get the best rates as owner occupied, and then turn around and put a renter in it afterwards, and you still got, you know, you might still have twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-five years left on that thirty-year mortgage that you got. At, you know, the last few years, three and a half to four and a half percent, and you've got that locked in for, you know, a long time. Um, I just, I think thinking about it that way when you step in to the first property, most, unfortunately, most of the people, I'm a realtor, right? So I talk to people when they come in and they have to sell their property. And when I, especially the last few years, it's not been as much the case, I say the last few years, 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, this was the conversation was, was pretty frequent where people couldn't sell their house and get the money they needed to out of it. They were upside down. And so they had to kind of back into renting. Um, so it's kind of a, a default option rather than an intentional option, which usually didn't result in the best case scenarios from a return perspective. But Back to your original question, which was, what would you say to first-time investors? I would say, you know, you maybe your best asset to rent is the one you're living in, um, if you already own it. And if not, if you're going to buy something, then buy something with the intention of living there for two or three years and then turning it into a rental property. So evaluate the asset in, those, in that manner.
1: What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Best advice ever for real estate investors?
0: Um, focus all I have six properties um love to grow that but for right now I have six properties in Clemson those th- two of those are in the same exact complex the other one is a quarter mile down the street in Greenville all three of them are within a quarter mile of each other and as a as a realtor I know the neighborhoods really well um and I'm very in tune and mind you I have those investment properties in in the neighborhood in Greenville but I also have several lots in that neighborhood so I'm kind of a, the more of it you control, the the more impact you can have on what happens with it. And so I like, I like control. And if I can gain control in an area and be seen as kind of a market maker, if you will, over time, like I've gotten, as a realtor, I've gotten tons of listings also in that neighborhood because I'm just in touch with the neighborhood. Um, so it's a, there's some, the returns multiply when your focus increases.
1: Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. First, a quick word for our best ever sponsors, crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's dot com forward slash best ever. Do you need an equity partner or do you know about a great deal and want to get paid for finding it? Masia Development is looking for retail and medical office deals nationwide in the 1 to 30 million range. With over 500 million of assets in their portfolio, Masia Development can help you make that retail or medical office deal happen. Email them at JV at dot com. Best ever book you've read. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to free besteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it.
0: As a freshman in college, I went out on this summer sales internship selling books door to door, and I learned everything. I mean, I began to learn about goal setting, about commitment, about doing something hard. I mean, I worked 80 hours a week. I mean, it was the best experience of a young man I could, ever, I could ever want.
1: What's one takeaway that you've applied throughout your life?
0: it's the uh, just keep going. Flush what's behind you. If I if I you know if I knocked on a door and it went badly and I had a sourpuss face at the next door where that door was assured to go badly as well. But if I had a great experience at the last house and sold a product and was too arrogant, then I could also screw up the next one. So the ability to just flush what's behind you and be the best you in the next moment is
1: priceless. Best ever success habit, you practice.
0: My self-talk is really good. I don't even recognize it anymore. Um, when I was selling door-to-door, you had to be really good at controlling your mind. Um, so that, that is a, that's something that's just a habit that's continued over time, and it's, it's an unconscious
1: competence at this point. And what do you mean by that exactly, a self-talk? I don't even think
0: about it, but I, don't, I really don't let negative thoughts into my mind at all. They just they don't exist, and if I, if I catch them they're gone quickly.
1: Best ever deal you've done?
0: Best ever deal I've done. Well, frankly, it's one that I'm doing right now. Uh, Bought a property in the neighborhood that I'm talking about here in Greenville for $47,000. Put 30 in it. So I was at 77 in it. And then I'm keeping it as a rental property. It's renting for 700 bucks a month right now. And I just did a cash out refinance on it. It appraised for 115. So I'm basically taking out I could take out eighty six thousand, but I'm going to take out seventy five thousand. So basically, for no money, I now have a rental property that rents for seven hundred dollars a month with uh, thirty five thousand dollars equity in it.
1: Best ever project you're most excited about right now?
0: Right now, our real estate team is working on developing a model where we are a we're a hub and do all the administrative and lead generation work. And eventually, our goal is to launch in 2016 uh, expanded partner locations throughout the Southeast and nationwide.
1: Best ever way you like to give back? For me, it's really teaching. A lot of people give back in
0: ways and methods that are give a fish methods. And, and those are good because sometimes people need to just eat, if you will, and they need, they need a fish. But I'm when I have the time to think about it and, and put my energy into it, I'd, I, I prefer to invest in uh, teaching people to fish methods of giving back. So for me right now, that's showing up in opportunities to teach. I'm part of Keller Williams, and I have a kind of a ready-made network to, to just pass on knowledge and, and ideas and things that have been passed on so freely to me, pass that on to other people. Best ever quote live my life by this one in many ways. I heard that early on was if you want to be successful at anything, look at what 90% of people are doing in that arena and do the opposite.
1: How have you applied that
0: in your life? When, whenever people talk about averages, like the average person does so-and-so and the average person does what, I'm, you know, that's great. That's not me. Tell me what the top 10% do. So that's, I mean, I've just, I've just ex- everything I go into, I just expect that if it's something I'm going to put my mind to, I'm going to do it well. I just have that expectation. So when I got into residential real estate, for instance, I knew we were going to be a top team at some point. It was just a matter of time. And I, and I acted that way. I talked that way. I think it pissed some people off. They felt that I was arrogant and cocky, um, and I probably was. Yet, I, I just have that confidence that whatever I put my mind to, we can be
1: top 10%. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate?
0: So this is interesting, this this relates directly to building my team. Um, I am great at sales, I'm great at sales management, I'm great at sales recruiting. I have never, ever been involved in operations and I'm horrible at knowing what operations needs, how people that are attracted to the operations side of the world think and feel. And so when I started building this team, I did. Really, I read Gary Keller's Millionaire Real Estate Agent, which he had recommended to hire operations people first before you ever hire salespeople. Uh, and his recommendation is to hire two full-time operations people before you ever hire one additional salesperson and hired one operations person before I went quickly to the next sales hire. I knew I was good at sales, and so I just kept going in that direction. And our team has had struggles ever since because we've not been... I mean, we're, you know, we're up, we're on track to do 300 units this year, yet our operations side, I believe, lags the power of our sales side. And so that's, uh I guess, from a mistake point of view, that, that caused stress and heartache. That was unnecessary that if I had to do it over again, I would differently.
1: What's the best ever place to reach you? Facebook. What's your Facebook ID or how do you want people to find you?
0: If you look up Haro, H-A-R-O, last name Setian, S-E-T-I-A-N, you'll find me.
1: You just broke a record for me. You're the first person to give out the Facebook ID. This has been, let's see, over 200 episodes, and you're the only person who's only given out Facebook. So you clearly are in the minority in what you do. So congrats on that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, you know, the uh, telephone's awful. Um, I don't. I really don't like to give out my phone number for texts just cause I don't, I don't want to respond to people's texts. I feel like it's too invasive. Um, I have that shows up as a, as a, an, a notification on my phone where I've got all Facebook notifications shut off. So I access it when I want to access it. Uh, yet for whatever reason, that makes me access it more. I think, I think the notifications from texts just piss me off and whereas going into Facebook messages for whatever reason, I don't know why. Just I have no rational explanation for what I'm saying right now. It's just it just is.
1: Whatever keeps those negative thoughts out of your mind is what works for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking about how you got your start when you were investing, you know, looking at buying multifamily and and you know getting creative, certainly with using creative financing out of the gate with student loans. and then you know, talking about the mental barrier that investors have for, for getting started. and you know, breaking through that mental barrier to actually having investment properties. and talking about when you're buying, think about when you buy your first house as though it's you're going to be your first rental property. If you don't have rental property already, think about that being your first rental property because let's let's be honest, the reality is most people Move out of their first purchase within what, like two, three, four years, and what are you going to do with it? You're either going to sell and upgrade, or you can keep it. And if you buy right, buy in the right area, you keep it, run it out, make a little bit of money every month, pay down the principal, build your equity and get another property with some very favorable financing because it's an owner-occupied property whenever you buy your next place. Uh, yeah, and, and you're learning also what you mentioned, learning about the door-to-door sales and the 80 hours a week, you just got to keep on going as you call it flush what went on behind you so flush it away and whatever happened in the past screw it it happened in the past forget about it learn from it but don't let that carry over into what's happening right now and what will happen in the future that is a lifelong lesson that can be applied to anything. And, and then, you know, talking about your, you know, your, your best ever property where it's 47 K you put in 30 K, um, cash out refinance at 115 K. So you have no money in the property. And I did the same exact thing for one of my properties in Dallas, Fort Worth, where I bought it with enough equity in it. It appraised for much higher than what I purchased it for. And I did a cash out refinance and boom, I have no money in the deal and I'm making a couple hundred bucks a month off of it. I mean, it's it's. And by the way, when you do a cash out refinance, uh, the money that you get back out is not taxed. It's completely tax free so you're you know you're able to get all that money and do whatever the heck you want with it and ideally it's invest in more property or diversify and invest in stocks bonds or startups or whatever whatever you you know so thank you so much for being on the best ever show such a a wonderful conversation great talking to you and we'll talk to you soon awesome thank you man
0: hey you best ever listener do you want more